Hello, and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. If you've been following along, then you know we've spent much time learning about the prophet Elisha. Elisha was known by all of the people of Israel as the man of God. This was the highest compliment he could have received, to be known as the man of God. Elisha was different than many of the other Israelites around him. How was he different, you ask? Well, Elisha loved the Lord with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his mind. He dedicated his entire life to serving and following the Lord. And that was not an easy thing to do. It was not easy because not everyone in Israel, especially the kings, were following the Lord with their whole hearts. It would have been easy for Elisha to just live a simple and quiet life like everyone else, to go about his days doing what he wanted to do and never thinking about God. But God had called Elisha to a different kind of life, a life of obedience, a life where he would only speak what the Lord told him to speak and only do what the Lord told him to do. And because of this, Elisha saw the power of God in ways most people never did. Today, I want to give you a few more examples of how Elisha saw Yahweh, the one true and living God, do miraculous things because of Elisha's faithfulness. You see, the times in Israel were dark and heavy times. There had been famine in the land and war and attacks coming against the people of Israel. The people were very poor and needy during this time. Elisha was a light in the darkness for the people. He spoke words of hope and truth to them. And so God revealed his power in many wonderful ways that would have encouraged the people to keep trusting and hoping in him. Once, when Elisha was visiting the school of the prophets at Gilgal, he found that the students had very little to eat. There was a famine in the region. Can you say famine? Do you remember what a famine is? A famine is when there is a shortage of food, and many times it's because of the lack of rain to grow the crops for the food. While Elisha was meeting with the company of prophets, most likely encouraging them and teaching them in the ways of the Lord, he said to his servant, Put on the large pot and cook some stew for these men. One of the men went out into the fields to gather herbs and he found a wild vine. He gathered some of its gourds and filled the fold of his cloak. He must have thought, these will taste extra good in the stew. When he returned, he cut them up and placed them in the pot of stew to cook with the other vegetables, even though no one knew what they were. When the stew was ready, it was poured out into the bowls of the men. But as they began to eat it, they realized something was wrong. Something did not taste right. They began to cry out, Oh no, oh man of God, there is death in this pot. And they could not eat it, for the wild gourds were poisonous. They looked to Elisha for help. But Elisha, as always, remained calm. He said, Get some flour. He put the flour into the pot and said, 
Now serve it to the men to eat. And then there was nothing harmful in the pot. The Lord had miraculously removed the poison from the stew. Another time when Elisha was meeting with a group of prophets, about a hundred altogether, a man brought him twenty loaves of barley bread baked from the first ripe grain, along with some heads of new grain. This was a wonderful offering to be given. Elisha knew it would help to feed his men. He said to his servant, Give it to the people to eat. How can I set this before a hundred men? There is not enough, asked his servant. But Elisha answered, Give it to the people to eat. Now you know by now that Elisha was not going to be panicked or afraid of anything. He knew who his God was. He knew God could do anything. Elisha was so close to the Lord that he heard the Lord tell him, Give it to the people to eat. They will eat and have some left over. Then he set the food before them. And do you know what happened? Sure enough, they ate and had food left over, even though there had only been 20 loaves of bread and a 100 men. Does this remind you of another story in the Bible? I don't know about you, but this reminds me of the time Jesus took a young boy's lunch of only five small barley loaves and two small fish and fed 5,000 people with it. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, He is a generous and giving God. There is one more miracle I'd like to tell you about that happened while Elisha was with the company of prophets. Many of the prophets came to Elisha one day and said, The place where we meet with you is too small for us. You see, there were many new, younger men who wanted to learn the ways of the Lord and had come to meet with the prophets and to hear Elisha speak. Let us go to the Jordan, where each of us can get a pole, and let us build a new place there for us to live and meet and continue learning about the Lord. And so Elisha said, Go. The plan sounded good to him, and he wished them well. But then one of them said, Won't you please come with us? And they urged Elisha to come with them. I will, Elisha replied. And so he went with them. And they arrived at the Jordan and began cutting down trees along the river bank of the Jordan River. As they were cutting down trees, suddenly they heard a cry of alarm. My axe, cried one of the students. My axe! The head of the axe has fallen off into the water and I cannot find it. Oh, my Lord, it was borrowed. It was not mine. Elisha then asked, Where did it fall? When the student showed Elisha the spot where it had fallen into the water and disappeared, Elisha did an interesting thing. Do you know what he did? Elisha cut a stick and threw it toward the spot where the axe had fallen. Now you might be asking, what in the world was that going to do? While everybody was watching to see what would happen, suddenly the axe head floated to the surface as though it was not made of metal at all. Lift it out, Elisha said. And then the man reached out his hand and took it, most likely rejoicing and thankful to Elisha and the one true and living God with whom all things are possible. 
For to everyone else, a small thing like an axe might not have seemed important. But to this man, it was important, for he had borrowed it. How good of God to be concerned for something that most people would think was so small a matter. And yet God cares for even the small matters in our lives. How good he really is. Dear Truth Seekers, what are some truths you learned in today's story? Isn't God so good? Were you encouraged today? I hope so. You might be thinking, I could never be like Elisha or do what Elisha did. But let me tell you a secret. It wasn't Elisha that was so great or amazing. It was God working through Elisha. Elisha had just learned to surrender his heart and be obedient. God can do a lot with a person who surrenders their heart in obedience to him. Why don't more people do this, you ask? Well, not everyone is willing to give their whole lives to serve the Lord. It means sacrifice. It means not always getting your way, but realizing God's way is so much better. It means letting go of control and letting God be in control to lead us and guide us. It's not always easy to follow the Lord, but it is worth it. It is worth it because when you are following the Lord, He gives you His peace and His assurance that He is working all things out for your good. Did you notice that Elisha never panicked like everyone else around him? It's because Elisha had learned not to trust what he saw happening with his eyes, but to believe that God was in control and would take care of him no matter what. How can we be like Elisha? Here are some ways. We can spend time getting to know God. The more we know God, the more we trust Him. Spend time talking with Him, worshiping Him, and reading His Word. Another way we can be like Elisha is to be different from the world around us. Elisha did not participate in things that he knew would grieve the heart of God. Elisha refused to worship idols and false gods. He would not speak lies or be greedy. This made Elisha stand out from the corrupt Israelites around him. It's not always easy to be different from what everyone else is doing, but God was with Elisha in it all, and he will be with you too. The same spirit that was upon Elisha is inside of you. When Jesus took your sins on the cross, he placed his spirit within you. You have the spirit of God inside of you to give you the strength and courage you need to follow the Lord. It will not always be easy. It's not for the faint of heart, but he gives us the boldness and strength to follow him. Ask him to fill you with his strength and courage. Ask him to help you obey as you surrender your life to him. He will lead you and guide you as you follow him with your whole heart. If you'd like to read today's stories in your Bible, you can find them in 2 Kings chapters 4 and 6. Be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for next week's episode as we come to the end of Elisha's life and ministry. We will see what God has planned next for the nation of Israel. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you call us out to be followers of you. We surrender our hearts and our lives to you today. Father, take all of me. I don't want to serve you half-heartedly, but I want to serve you with my whole heart because of all you have done for me. You are my father, but you are also my king. You are a good and faithful king, 
And because of that, I pledge my allegiance to you and only you for the rest of my days. Use me like you used Elisha. I know it won't be easy, and I know I might be the only one at times who chooses to follow you, so give me the courage and bravery and strength to follow you, even if no one else around me is. I love you so much, and I know you love me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me today, True Seekers. And thank you to Carrie at McGlynn Farm, who said in a review, such a source of comfort for family devotions, but also in-depth spiritual truths. My children are 11 and 9, and this is the podcast they ask for. Thank you, Carrie. Also, thank you to Wendy and Eric, who said, hello, thank you so much for this podcast. What a delightful way to share the truth of God's word and characters. And a shout out to Monica, Seth, and Jaden. She says, I'm a single mama of two boys, five and seven, and we are loving this podcast. I'm so grateful for this content to help my boys grow and learn. I love that I can put it on while they are tinkering with Legos or Tanagrams and be filled with God's word. Thankful for you. Well, I'm thankful for you, Monica, Seth, and Jaden. Thank you so much for that. And thank you, everyone, for listening today. I look forward to our time together next week.